Welcome to the Folktale Project, this is Dan Scholes. Today we're going to start a new story, a tale that is not going to be what you expect it to be if you came here expecting Little Thumb to be the story of Tom Thumb. Well, unfortunately it's not. Well, maybe not unfortunately, shall we see. Tom Thumb is of course the English folktale. Little Thumb, however, comes to us from France and Charles Perrault. This is part one of Little Thumb. There was, once upon a time, a man and his wife, faggot makers by trade, who had seven children, all boys. The eldest was but ten years old, and the youngest only seven. They were very poor, and their seven children incommoded them greatly, because not one of them was able to earn his bread. That which gave them yet more uneasiness was that the youngest was of a very puny constitution, and scarce ever spake a word, which made them take that for stupidity, which was a sign of good sense. He was very little, and when born no bigger than one's thumb, which made him to be called Little Thumb. The poor child bore the blame of whatsoever was done amiss in the house, and, guilty or not, was always in the wrong. He was, notwithstanding, more cunning, and had a far greater share of wisdom than all his brothers put together, and, if he spake little, he heard and thought the more. There happened now to come a very bad year, and the famine was so great that these poor people resolved to get rid of themselves of their children. One evening, when they were all in bed and the faggot-maker was sitting with his wife at the fire, he said to her, with his heart ready to burst with grief, Thou seest plainly that we are not able to keep our children, and I cannot see them starve to death before my face. I am resolved to lose them in the wood to-morrow, which may be very easily done, for while they are very busy in tying up the faggots, we may run away and leave them without their taking any notice. Ah, cried his wife. And canst thou thyself have the heart to take thy young children out along with thee on purpose to lose them? In vain did her husband represent to her their extreme poverty. She would not consent to it. She was indeed poor, but she was their mother. However, having considered what a grief it would be to her to see them perish with hunger, she at last consented, and went to bed all in tears. Little Thumb heard every word that had been spoken, for observing as he lay in his bed that they were talking very busily, he got up softly and hid himself under his father's stool that he might hear what they said without being seen. He went to bed again, but did not sleep a wink all the rest of the night, thinking on what he had to do. He got up early in the morning and went to the riverside, where he filled his pockets full of small white pebbles and then returned home. They all went abroad, but little Thumb never told his brothers one syllable of what he knew. They went into a very thick forest, where they could not see one another at ten paces' distance. The faggot-maker began to cut wood, and the children to gather up the sticks to make faggots. Their father and mother, seeing them busy at their work, got away from them insensibly and ran away from them all at once, along a byway through the winding bushes. When the children saw they were left alone, they began to cry as loud as they could. Little Thumb let them cry on, knowing very well how to get home again, for, as he came, he took care to drop all along the way the little white pebbles he had in his pockets. Then he said to them, Be not afraid, brothers, 
Father and mother have left us here, but I will lead you home again. Only follow me. They did so, and he brought them home by the very same way that they came into the forest. They dared not go in, but sat themselves down at the door, listening to what their father and mother were talking. And that is part one of Little Thumb. And we're going to find out what happens to the young family in part two of Little Thumb. And this story is going to wind its way around for a bit. This is Dan Scholes for the Folktale Project. Don't forget that you can subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, Overcast, anywhere you like to get your podcasts. You can follow us on Threads and Instagram at Folktale Project. And you can find us wherever you like to listen to your podcasts. As always, thank you so much for listening.